I've got hungry eyes. I feel the magic between you and I. Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. If you don't recognize those lyrics, it's from the Eric Carmen hit Hungry Eyes, which is prominently featured in today's film, Dirty Dancing. I didn't grow up watching Dirty Dancing like today's guests had. One, it had been totally inappropriate for me to see it when it came out in 1987. I would have been six. I know that somehow I grew up at least seeing its famous scenes. Maybe it was because it was always on constant rotation on cable TV, but I don't think I actually sat down and watched the whole film until I was in college. I do have a vivid memory of attending a birthday party for one of my friends in high school. It was at her house, and although I can't remember what we did at that party, I know that there was a moment during the night that her and all of her girlfriends kicked us out of the house because they were going to have a sleepover and watch Dirty Dancing. This is a moment when I realized that this movie had a permanent grip on pop culture and that it would never let go. If you are unfamiliar with Dirty Dancing, it follows Baby, played by Jennifer Grey, as she vacations with her family at a Catskills resort in the summer of 1963. There, she can't resist the skills and charm of the camp's dance instructor, Johnny, played by Patrick Swayze. My wife Whitney joined me in re-watching this film, and I was shocked by how many lines and scenes that she knew from the film. We also thought that this would be a perfect opportunity to bring in our sister-in-law, Debbie Graham, to talk about this film. When I was toying with the idea of seeing this in the theater, because Fathom Events was celebrating its 35th anniversary in movie theaters, Debbie mentioned to me, A, how much she loved this film, and B, how many times she's seen it. She'll discuss her relationship to the film a bit more in our conversation, but I had to have her on because she clearly had a deeper connection than me to this movie. This was a fun one to record because we were able to do it in person. So if the sound isn't quite as crisp as you have been used to hearing, just know that the three of us crowded around one microphone and sat closer to each other than we normally would have in a movie theater. I'd be pretty shocked if any of our listeners haven't seen this film, but if you haven't, we talk about Dirty Dancing as if you've seen it, and we give away a lot of plot points, so know that going in. All right, let's join the conversation. I don't have a deep backstory with this movie. I've seen it once in college, and probably this was my second time, so I know this movie is really close to Debbie's heart, so I thought Debbie can tell us a little bit why mm-hmm. this movie means so much to you. Oh, great question. Um, I actually don't know why. I think maybe it just came out at a pivotal time for me. Um, which What year did it come out? If it was 35 years ago, I would have been 12, which is a little bit horrifying to think about because that's probably a little young to see this movie. <laughs> it came out in 1987. So I saw it many times in the theater. I mean, that would have been like in the time of life when you might go to the theater a lot of times to see the same movie. Um, but it's pretty adult. It's pretty adult themes. Yeah. But I can remember like the 17 magazine, like we all were going to dress like Jennifer gray baby, like tying up our shirts and rolling up our shorts. And it was a, it was a pretty big situation. Yeah. And everybody, everybody saw it. It wasn't like a faux pas. Like it wasn't like hidden. I don't remember it being a big deal to see it or not see it. Like, no, I mean, I saw it with all of my, I mean, my friends that were the same yeah. age as me. For it sure. wasn't like maybe even with my family. The title I always thought was worse. I remember people saying like, oh, the title's Dirty Dancing, but it's not that dirty. I, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it later because mm-hmm. I would have been seven 
1987. Right. right. So I saw it. I did see it later, but it was always on TV. It mm. always showed as a movie to watch. And I, I never thought of it as like now, but Nathan was saying, do you think we could show Hallie before we watched it? Could she watch it with us? And our, and our daughter's 11. And I was like, Oh, she can't watch it with us. But you know, back then, I, I don't. Remember well, I remember it. like my Mimi, like my grandmother, being horrified that I had seen it once. Oh. She, once she saw it, like, oh, that is such inappropriate topics for her, and not a good, oh, you know, oh. something for a young person to see or whatever. I don't remember the inappropriate topics from when I was a child. Right. I only remember the inappropriate dancing, mm -hmm. and it did. I remember it making me blush, mm -hmm. and me. Oh yeah, like when she goes up into the. Yeah, and yeah. I remember thinking, I wonder when people are going to dance like that. But I don't, I don't like that's what. I'm and now they do. Well, I guess. But do you do you ever see people dancing like that? Well, I think if you went to a high school dance, yes. Oh, yeah. When the kids would say they're grinding on each other, that's what I envision. Yeah, people from true. Dirty Dancing. Probably they're not that good even. That's what I maybe just because they're so bad at it, you don't even think about it. The other thing I think that connected me to it is Patrick Swayze um, because growing up the dance studio that I went to, like just to go to ballet, they would go to a summer program in Denton, Texas, which uh, Patrick Swayze's mom was the the person that ran that. Oh, So he would sometimes show up and I didn't ever go to that camp, but my sister did. And she met Patrick Swayze one time. What? And she was all like, he is a great dancer. So I just asked Nathan the other night when we were watching, I said, was Patrick Swayze a good dancer or was he a good actor? Like, why did they teach him how to dance for the movie? Well, I or, think his mom was like a person that ran a dance studio. He said he was a professional. And he was a great dancer. Like a, a professionally trained dancer, right? Yeah, he, he began at his mother's dance school in Texas, and he was a professional ballet dancer. Yeah, because yeah, so then I started rewatching. Like he was really good. Yeah. yeah, and he knew what he was doing. He's carrying it for sure. But that wasn't his first movie. He'd been in other movies. Right, right, right. Yeah, he had. He they. Uh, I think he was in. They were actually in a movie together, Jennifer Grey and him, Red Dawn. Oh, funny. Oh. Yeah, hmm. before so. that. Yeah, and if you look at the like gossip rumors, like apparently she was hesitant to do this movie because she didn't like him back then. And it he was kind of rough or something. Maybe I don't know. So, Did she like him after the movie? Yeah, I think so. Because then after this movie, of course, there was all there were all sorts of rumors of like, oh, do they like each other? Are they together? Which always happens, right? To, yeah, to build them the draw of the movie or whatever. Right, right. But also, <laughs> I mean, also, I, I mean, I think. Uh, I think the chemistry they have together in the movie is, I mean, it's real. You can, <laughs> you can definitely feel it. You don't think so? No, I, I mean, think the chemistry is good. I, I think the reason people liked Jennifer, wanted to be Jennifer Grey after is because she seemed like such a normal um, girl. I just still think he, she's way out of his league, but in, in the movie, but maybe it's, I oh, just, yeah, no, like, I see what you're saying. Like, he's just like, would he have ever been with, and maybe just because she was smart and nice and kind, but, but for her, attention. I think he felt unattainable, right? Because he was maybe a little yeah. older, mm -hmm. is how it appeared, and then kind of like he had it together because he was this dance guy or yeah. whatever. Like, and, and that's and what I mean. Is like, that, yeah, I, I think she, I just felt like he, she would, he wouldn't have really liked her in. Yeah. real life yeah well yeah and i think she seems approachable right to everybody yeah she seems like every 
girl next door. She seems like the girl next door. I think what's funny is when um, the two girls are dancing together, like the professional dancer woman. Yeah. And and she's she there like, the middle. I'm like, <laughs> they do not seem the same to me. No. But uh, I do think she pulls it. I mean, I think she does fine. She dances fine, but it doesn't seem professional, I guess. Oh, and I don't think it was supposed to. No. Yeah. No. She, she probably wasn't supposed That's to. Very funny. So the whole Jennifer Grey thing with her, I, having known now that she had her nose job and then she didn't take off after. I was watching it this second, or not my, this was probably like my 15th time to see it, but this recent time that we just watched it for this podcast. And I don't think it had anything to do with her nose. I think that in that movie, she had, um, like, she was bright-eyed. She was, like, cheerful. Naive, her, yeah. She was naive. Her her hair was, like, bopping around. I, I think it was her entire look of just innocence and, like... But you kind of see that change through the movie, right? Yeah, like, you she do. Like, she kind of getting a little sexier or whatever. But I, I think know. that's what it was yeah. of why people were enamored by her is because she looked like that girl next door as opposed to her coming back with her nose job, but she was only playing like mom characters at that point. Of course she wasn't the like sexy icon. She was playing mom characters on NBC or mm -hmm. whatever. I don't know what station she was on, but that's very don't you think? I don't know what mom characters you're referring to. Not well, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> there it is. I Space need a producer. Can you get my producer? To... <laughs> you, did, you did a voice in your ear? Yeah. Sorry about that. I actually, I actually really liked her in this movie uh, because of that. I've always liked her because of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And she, to me, she secretly is the crux of that movie. I mean, she basically... It stills the ending of that um, of that movie. And so Absolutely. I, li I liked I really liked her in this because I also um, I think it's really hard. She obviously has some dancing talent, maybe not the same amount that Patrick Swayze has. But I always think it's really hard to act doing something uh, basically like if you told a basketball player to not make a basket, they might really struggle with that, like a professional player. And I think it's hard to act like you don't know how to dance, which is a big part of this movie and mm -hmm. i think she pulls that off really well uh especially that um the opening scene the the well not the opening scene but the big dance uh dancing i just i love the whole awkwardness of everything because to me that's how i felt like i felt with any kind of dance <laughs> whether it was like like where she's stepping she on toes up, and stuff like well, she goes up there to the house yeah, party yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's that, that's been my experience with any day even now if we went to a wedding and dances start breaking out like when there's the circle that forms and everybody's supposed to get in the middle of it it's like my worst nightmare <laughs> <laughs> I think it's made much worse by the videographer. No videographer, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Guess but when what? the videographer runs right over to you when you start dancing, that's a problem for me. Our great producer just let me know. Let's hear that she was in a variety of shows, um, but the one that just blew my mind was that she was Mindy in Friends. Mindy, who is the wife that the uh, best friend of of uh, Rachel. Oh, and oh. then she like. Uh, takes the husband, right? Um, yeah, takes the okay. goofy guy. Yeah, she was Mindy. She was uh -huh. also in like Grey's Anatomy and the New Adventures of Old Christine. She was just in these like. Was she the Adventures mom? of Babysitting? Is she no. that character? That's no, Elizabeth yeah, that's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. 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 I get them confused. Oh, don't you can't confuse. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I like Elizabeth Shue oh, better. I think is, yeah. the, is the issue. Yeah, that's very funny. Um, well, this is definitely a movie that 
on a Saturday night, if the kids were going to bed early and there was nothing happening, like that's what I would be popping the VHS. I mean, that's going to date me too, but popping the VHS in, that was like my go-to making a cake or whatever. Let's have the TV on. But I think it, what makes it, uh, it's kind of, kind of awkward to talk to you two out loud about this, but to me, it's a more like, even though, yeah, you know, whether or not, you know, allowing somebody to see it or not, I think, Obviously, it's a sexualized movie, but I feel like it's a more sensual type of, I mean, the emotions that are played there. So, like, because you can find movies that, you know, Patrick Swayze has his shirt off a lot, but, you know, it it does the kind of cutaways and stuff like that. And so, but there's so much, like, uh, implied feelings and thoughts, and they build that tension constantly throughout the movie. And I think that's where it really, like, hits people and coming coming back to it yeah i figure that's why people wanted to see it all the time yeah and i mean i think for me also like the theme with her dad i was close to my dad too so that was kind of an interesting um storyline i think that went through it as well because she was kind of the daddy's girl and then she kind of disappointed him or whatever well and i don't know how much we want to dive into the taboo topic but i think to have a podcast on it we have to talk about it a little bit sure always knew that the the abortion part was a part of it but i think that i don't remember that turning people away from seeing it Mm-mm. and i don't remember that being a like reason to not go see it and i think that in today's world it's become so much more politicized that people would say you can't see that movie because of that where all parents and parents weren't talking about that's a reason not to see it it right. almost was a reason to say watch this movie, see how people, see what happens, see how something's dealt with. I mean, I just don't remember it being a, it was never like people weren't protesting outside the theater. No. And, and I still don't even think it was a thing you didn't. Well, and like even when it about. came out, right. It's set in an earlier time. Yeah. Than, yeah. than what was the current time. So it, yeah. I mean, I, it's, a, it seems really far back when you're looking at right. today. Right. Um, that, well, and it felt weird and, to watch it now. Right. And yeah, obviously we, that's been a big topic in the last three months. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's clearly the time it came out, right? There's not, there wasn't an internet to do all kinds of discourse of like what it was trying to say, people disliking it, liking it, all that, you know, all that sort of thing. And because uh, I, I don't quite remember, but I remember watching uh, um, the movies that made us on Netflix and they talk about this movie. I mean, this movie was a surprise hit by like, leaps and bounds and so that probably was part of it too is that there wasn't a lot of expectation for it when it came out so so the story was more so like it just being so popular versus what it was actually talking about and then along with the soundtrack as well the soundtrack as well because people liked the soundtrack so much i think it just it just dwarfed and the the memorable lines and all that i think it it just it pushed the that subject like kind of in the background, I think, compared to the rest of the movie. Well, it didn't. I mean, it it teetered the line of telling you it never was like really like pro-abortion or anti-abortion. It was just what it was just like the through line of the movie. And like that, the whole reason for having to learn to dance. Is the like, whole I mean, the reason whole, the whole movie was about that. Yes. And the dad's whole tension too, but the dad also choosing like the storyline of he was the bad guy, but was he really the bad guy? And then this guy that's supposed to be the nice guy was the bad, the, you know, back then would have been more the Eddie Haskell character of the movie. And 
so I, I mean, it deals with all the issues that you just see cycle back up today. Yeah. But it's still like you could show somebody a movie and I could show like a younger child the movie and be like, well, they had a they had a tough thing they were dealing with. Right. And you don't it doesn't really go into it where a movie today would have maybe gone into the all of that and been mm -hmm. really dramatic about. Uh, and so I just thought. I thought it was handled like rewatching it. I was trying to remember, like, I don't even remember that as a part of the movie when I was 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I remember thinking they're dealing with some hard things, but I don't remember. I don't know. I just didn't remember that being like a, you can't see that or I don't know. Well, it's, it's similar to say anything deals with the same type of issue and everybody just remembers John Cusack with the boom box above oh, his head. True. You know, it's just, I think it's something about this time, you know, this nostalgic era of these type of movies that bring, they just, there's more so just certain images of the movies that come to mind versus what, what the movie is actually <laughs> trying to, trying to bring up. Well, rewatching it. And I also remember, I thought her dad was so nice to, even if her dad got mad at her, I mean, the daughter did lie to him, right? So, like, he he was adequately... I didn't ever think... I just thought he was still nice to the people. He took care of her. He rushed to her side. He kept checking on Penny. Yeah, he kind of did his job. He did his even job. Even though he wasn't at his job. And he also yeah. wasn't, like, going to, like, not do his job because of his own, like, thoughts about the issue. He was still going to make sure she was okay. I think looking at it now, like, as a parent, like, you're kind of thinking, like how does she have so much ability to be gone from her room or yeah. wherever yeah. she, you know, like she basically was like <laughs> sleeping with him. Yeah. But also I think the time of the, the time, you know, they're only there three weeks or whatever. Like, could that really evolve? You know, it kind of doesn't seem realistic that that all could have happened in that span of time, but you know, it's a movie obviously. <laughs> so I was real curious because this uh, movie is set in 1963. So they kept talking it was $250 to have the abortion. So I looked up what the equivalent of that would be today. And it was $2,420 and 56 cents. So like she asked for like $2,500 yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You think that if you went to your dad, he'd give you $2,500. My dad would not have. <laughs> no, there's no chance. My dad wouldn't have given me two fifty. My dad would have. My mom wouldn't have given me two fifty. Let's be honest. There you go. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. I I also thought that uh, maybe kind of not being so serious, but um, I kind of did think halfway that Johnny. I think Johnny was kind of an asshole through half the movie, and all of a sudden he wasn't. It was a pretty sharp turn. I thought like, oh, okay. You know, it, I mean, it, he's pretty mean to everybody in general, except for Penny, and then all of a sudden he he kind of likes her. Well, he only liked her because she was doing something for Penny. Yeah, maybe. Right? But he was kind of short. I mean, like, it's true. Like, in the initial dance, like, scenes even with her, he's he's pretty shitty to her, right? Yeah. And then it kind of turns. And I think, um, I mean, I think that plays well, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's that opening scene when she goes up to the, whatever, the workers' quarters and they're doing the dancing and he dances with her a little bit. She's like, oh, yes. Well, it's my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts because she dances with him, and then he just the song ends, and he just walks oh, off, yeah. and, and she's, she's all like, just there. <laughs> and that's how I. That is literally like the epitome of how I felt growing up. Like, yeah, she like it, what you were kind of saying is you're just left there, like, oh, I'm here by myself, and, and all the other couples are like glued together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's amazing. Just, he's just gone. 
Yeah, and right. do you ever feel in that same scene, the poor cousin that brought her up there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, the cousin was kind of flirting with her. And mm. that's who liked her. And, of course, his, like, big, bad, beautiful um, right. cousin gets to have what, her. What was his name? Billy? Was it Billy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I kind of felt, I can't felt sorry for him. I felt like he was always the <laughs> the guy who had to give all the bad news. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, hey, Penny's in trouble. Yeah. And everybody come, <laughs> he was always the messenger or, you know. That was his role. His, yeah. Maybe he liked it. He just In the liked. very end, he kind of was dancing with the sister. I don't know if y'all caught that. Yeah. Oh. So in my mind, they end up together. Yeah, that's. I know you There's said you there. saw it a lot. How many get? How many? How many times do you think you've seen it? Oh, hundreds. Yeah. I mean, for sure, it was like a go-to. You know. Well, Nathan and I watched it late at night, which usually means I fall asleep and he keeps watching. There you go. That just the other night, and I stayed awake the entire time. But I would start singing songs like the "My Heart, My Hand, My Voice," like the in song that yeah. I sing. I mean, yeah. I and was shocked. I just she knew, knew all, all the words. words. <laughs> and Nathan's like, "How do you know?" That? I'm like, "I don't know. They just are popping out of my mouth." Yeah, it's like, right. Because she'll stir it in my car. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably. Definitely, like the the scene where they have the uh, the two voices, the men's voice, and they're in the studio together and yeah. kind of crawling on the ground. Uh -huh. oh. Like, like I remember acting that one out with my friends all the so time, many times. so many yeah. times. And no parents cared that you watched it. We watched that movie at friends' houses all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a say anything or it was pretty in pink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a running theme of this podcast that like there's a lot of movies I didn't grow up with, <laughs> but my parents did have this soundtrack and I just always obviously the soundtrack itself, the music on it, it's not it's suggestive or whatever. But I do remember even just the cover of it and just <laughs> kind of just being like, did you ever ask if you could see it? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that I think I love the uh, I know it's. I'm not breaking any kind of barrier by saying this, uh, that the music's awesome, awesome in it, but I think it blends these current, the current hits of the eighties with the older music of the times pretty, pretty well, you know, like usually something like, you know, they're clearly using music of that time and especially what they're dancing to in the dance halls and stuff. But when the popular song comes on, on the montage scenes and stuff, it's, it's pretty seamless. Like your mind doesn't go to like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This like, Versus like today, I think if you set a movie in the 60s and then you try to put a current like popular song now, uh, I don't think it would look the same, but I might be thinking no, about the I, music yeah. too, <laughs> too much. But it's it's funny how Hungry Eyes and all those work so well uh, in, in the movie. Were yeah. they hit before or did they just come with the movie? Hungry Does anybody Eyes know that story for the movie? Yeah. Sure. What time of your life was it written? I think for the movie yeah. as well. It, yeah, it, it won an Oscar for one of the songs. <laughs> so yeah, nice. Somewhat, yeah. I think the other scene that kind of resonated with me is when um, they're kind of getting dressed and Penny kind of says she's scared or whatever. Like yeah. that's maybe uh -huh. one of the more emotional. And like, I wouldn't have said they necessarily had a good connection in terms of that would be a yeah a time for a sweet moment yeah. between the two of them penny the, the penny the dancer the dancer like before yeah. she's going for right. her yes procedure and uh yeah i don't even think they and i think like baby all she's thinking about is i have to perform and i'm gonna i gotta do good and whatever yeah. and then she's like i'm scared and she's like oh oh uh, look, i need to think about you this is a bigger deal yeah 
And so maybe I resonate with baby because that is how my life works. I am never thinking about what's happening with the other person. <laughs> I am only like, oh, this is what it's in front of me. But I really like her character, though, because she is and they I mean, they harp on it. She's always quick to respond. And I did like that about her character that like as soon as Penny was in trouble, she rushed off to get her dad. Like, right. No, no second thoughts of like what the consequences would be for her. And then or, what's the 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 waiter's name? Robbie. 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 Yeah. She doesn't hesitate to confront him. And then she's like pouring the water on him. Yeah. I'm like, I like that. Scene I love a lot. And even at the end, how he casually just walks up to baby's dad and just just like, hey, thanks for taking care of her. Like he's just like buddies with him. I love that. Yeah. When he like takes the money back. He's yeah, like, takes, never mind. Well, and our tip is. I love that that none of them ever like that he never said it was Robbie. Nobody ever told on Robbie, right? Except for Robbie, and I always I always thought that was a cool scene. That, yeah, like, like who's responsible for this girl? And and he just yeah he doesn't say me. like yeah. yeah he said it was me because he was gonna he wasn't gonna out Penny he wasn't gonna get Penny in any sort of trouble either for you well know. and I mean really he wasn't getting Robbie in trouble too no. yeah okay well um I'm gonna I want to ask you. These questions will be directed to Debbie because I kind of know the answers to these, but Whitney, feel free to jump in. Movie musings. Did you ever go to a family camp like this before? Uh, no. 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 Um, I, I mean, I think when I was growing up in the 80s, mostly in the 80s, what I remember, like my parents would send me to camp, but they were sure as hell not coming with me. I mean, that was not a part of things. Um. <laughs> So we did family vacations. Like I can, we would go like maybe to the lake at my grandparents' house and my parents would, we, my grandparents and parents would be there. So that would be maybe the most, but we didn't do like activities or anything like that. I, I go to um, Blue Ridge Assembly in Black Mountain, North Carolina. And I know you went to Montreat right. right there. It definitely has a feel. It has a feel of that where it's a little bit dressier mixed with a little bit not dressy. Cause I think that that's the weird part about camp. So our generation growing up didn't have those family camps. They cycled out because I think they did have them in the sixties. Cause you, sure. you see movies like with, um, uh, modern, what's the Mars, the movie we watch with the fancy clothes. Maisel. Maisel. Yeah, Maisel. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go to Catskill. Catskill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they go and do that sort of thing. And right. that, and that would have been set in the sixties as well. Right. And then it cycles back where they don't do that. Well, now I haven't gone, but a ton of our friends go to family camps but when they're at family camps, they do all those or types like of activities. And do, yeah, they do all those sorts of things again. But I, the whole thing reminded me of going to a camp where you stay in the in the cabins and do that sort of thing. But we didn't we didn't go and do those sorts of things. I know we could go on a camp now and take your kids. And I always wonder, like, because they have they don't have the dancing, but they have like the craft room and the the you know, you can go horseback riding and do the all the different like ropes courses and things yeah and and i wonder because i thought then those kids thought that was cheesy mm -hmm. so do your kids think it's cheesy i wonder if you get to try on the wigs of all the different maybe what do you do <laughs> like the l of that scene <laughs> so weird just like i envy you i know like, really do you <laughs> she obviously did yeah she obviously did uh the other question you, you kind of hit on a little bit but how do you you two feel about the dad daughter dynamic that played in this movie. I, it's kind of hard to think of another. I mean, I'm sure there's movies that exist out there about the relationship between her daughter and dad. Father of the bread. 
<laughs> is that not the game? We're not naming other movies. No. I know. <laughs> I knew it wasn't. <laughs> nice. As my daughters get older and I see these movies and how the daughters kind of play into their dad's uh, sensitivities of like allowing things or getting permission to do things. Uh, but uh, I was I was wondering what you two thought about that. I think it was interesting for th for the movie that the sisters are very different. I mean, I guess that's pretty common in the world as well. But obviously, it seemed like Baby was closer to him than than the other daughter, which I can't remember her name now. Um, but I, you know, I think it rang true for me uh, that relationship. I was trying to remember the exact line he he said, but I I thought it really rang true, like in the car, them like on the way to camp, and she like leans up and like puts her hands out like okay. around his neck, and she was you could truly just tell she was just like I almost idolized her dad, like just was so proud that he was her dad, like like well, that's him like and, the openings of the meeting, the movie, right? Yeah, she says yeah. like no no other guy was going to be as good as my dad, or right? Something like and that. and yeah. I truly think that she, I mean, I, growing up, I did that same thing. I mean, I love my dad went to all of my camps with me because he was the uh, like worked at the church where we went. And so he always went and I'd always thought that like he was more of a youth minister type. So he was always fun to relate to. I always thought he was fun in those scenes. So like, but I would have gone to him immediately for an issue or a problem. And so I, I, I thought that was really great how she went. The part that devastated me and it still did in the movie. And I don't remember his exact words. I was trying to find it, but he says something to the effect of like, I'm so disappointed in you, but it was even further than that. Like I can't ever look at you the same or something like he just really, mm -hmm. whatever the line was, was devastating. Like it was almost as if their relationship was done. No, he's like, and, I'm not going to tell your mother about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, like, right after he comes out of Penny's room. Oh, like, yeah. and so anyway, I you're not the person was, I thought you were. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, Anyway, I just that that part was pretty devastating, even to me like yeah. now thinking yeah. that if my dad were to say that, I would have been like, oh, leveled, oh. leveled. Yeah. Yes. So I, will I wasn't sure. supposed to answer these, so you can <laughs> ignore my answer. I'll make sure <laughs> never to say that to our daughters. Yeah, don't ever say that to your daughter. No. Um, okay, so uh, uh, I was wondering, did you did you two ever try to do the lift with somebody? everybody did in the pool oh i did not ever try to do the lift uh then let's next time we're in the pool <laughs> we're gonna give that a challenge <laughs> accepted we got we got to do it before it gets too cool outside yeah well i think summer. that is one of my favorite scenes like when they go and they're on that log and then they're in the water. I guess they go to the field yeah. in between. But when they're in the water, like that's when you're kind of like, oh, she's kind of naked with him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that log, I just constantly think this is a bad idea. Yeah. I don't want anybody. I don't want any part of that. But you don't want to recreate that? No. Come on. Nope. I'll do the pool in the water. So I, I'm probably getting this wrong. But from what I read and what I remember during that log scene, Patrick Swayze was adamant that he did it and he did fall. Uh, a couple times and messed up his knee uh, pretty bad. And so when it comes to the finale scene, and especially the scene where he jumps off the stage, the stage yeah. he was adamant about doing that as well. But 
apparently the landing he either was always hurting himself on landing and i i made sure to watch watch it this time watching the movie but it you never actually see him touch the floor during the movie mm. and i think that's part of the reason why is because he had this like bum knee during a lot of the production of it but oh, whoops <laughs> but uh that's yeah. funny yeah i th i thought that when you really because i think it's even i mean it's impressive that he's on the log for as long as he is but then it does a cutaway towards the end where you actually see how high they were yeah. but they're all, and that there's not like a stream of water that they fall right. under or whatever you're right like, you're like wow that's pretty impressive exactly <laughs> so, exactly yeah the movie the movie really kills it with it is montages. funny how how much they focus on the lift or at least she did like but i didn't do the lift but i didn't do the lift yeah well and i love that when she doesn't do it and then she just like moves her fingers back oh, yeah. as a little i don't know what yeah. that'd be called but. yeah I, I i totally forgot about that scene and i like I, I like that it was there to kind of even build up even more that she she couldn't quite get to that point like in, in well dance. and she was just never as good like watching penny like she was not as good well and the scene point. that kind of leads up to that like when she, they kind of end and he's like oh are you trying to kill me or you know yeah. she and then she kind of fires back at him that's one of my favorite scenes yeah. too because she's just like giving it back to him yeah so i like i i really enjoyed the movie i i, I mean i liked it i this the cheese factor of a lot of things still like keeps me from just like full-on just this is like the best movie ever type of thing but i do i will say the just the the finale scene the whole dance sequence everything leading up to it i mean that whole just how that ends the movie i think is just great that's like it has to be one of the best movie endings sure well there's three lines i can't stand it's only what is her name why am i baby baby well, that's why it's because not really a name um francis francis. francis francis um there's three lines that francis baby says that other everyone else i'm fine with i think patrick swayze delivers really well the three are i don't even know if i can recite them but when she's like johnny and she like cries out Mm -mm. can't stand it in the car when she's like you're wild you're wild i just can't she does it and i'm like that looks really uncomfortable on you i feel like they had to do it over and over and over and there's a third one do you remember i can't remember now but watching it i was like did she just say that and i just couldn't i don't i but i'll remember it in a minute no. but she has these three parts that i'm like how about when she says have you had many women yes <laughs> <laughs> is that a question you're yeah. ever gonna ask like that no i don't think so maybe in 1963. yeah maybe but i mean if you're just looking at patrick swayze i think that's just a question you just yeah. like that's just an assumption it, it, you know just yeah. especially when that old lady is like paying him money to come to her room <gasps> <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny um i think i like cheese so there's that so you never heard that you didn't even hear that now you're gonna have to watch those lines you're no i know exactly home. what you're talking about mm -hmm. i know what you're talking about but i i think it just it, I, mean, I just like it as a whole like I'm i like it as it a whole too but when i hear it it just makes me laugh and then i Johnny, just Johnny. Johnny. And <laughs> how about when robbie goes uh i guess i picked the wrong sister <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good line. one that is a good one are we is it time to talk about lines yet because i don't yeah. know how i have recited this line for the millions of years we've been married and nathan yeah. has 
And I also want to never say, noticed. this is something we buy quite often for our house. Yeah, like, I always say I carried a watermelon and I say it all the time and, and he has never picked up on it. And I don't even think he, I had to stop him from whatever he was folding laundry or something for him to watch the scene because I don't even think he had seen the scene. That's one of my favorite That's when the, the guy like part. breaks open the doors yeah. and he like drops and the he's thing dropping he's dropping like, it juggling him. And she, but I love it when she, then she goes, I carried a watermelon. And then she's like, yeah, it's the greatest line ever. It is pretty anyway. good. He laughed a lot. I did laugh a lot. And I, I, I thought that line was amazing. So <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't said that, those words specifically, but I am sure I've been in the scenario where I said something and I was like, oh, why did I say that? Mm -hmm. We also watching it liked when um, he couldn't get into the car and he was, it was raining and he had to, they were trying to get to the show. And so he breaks the windows to the car. But he just takes that pole. He just kicks that pole and he shakes it out of the ground and it just like pops out. Yeah. And then he just throws like, it down. He just like throw, breaks the window. Yeah. And he just, like, what does it cost to fix your window? Yeah. I was, I like, we also wondered like where he actually went between where he finally leaves the camp and then he comes back at the end for his big, you know, don't put baby in the corner. But we were like, did he, you think he just like drove around the block a little bit and then decided to come back? They make it seem like never thought about that part. Ever. Well, they make it seem like it's real <laughs> far, like close together, right? In time, but it's a few days or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. what I, if you think about the time, it, again, yeah. it kind of bothers me. Nobody's like, Johnny, where have you been? <laughs> well, and rewatching with the nobody puts baby in a corner, I was watching for that part and she's not really in the corner like i thought like she wasn't in the back corner they were in like the middle and she just happened to have a partition by her but she wasn't in like they had really good seats it wasn't as if she was like yeah far hidden in the corner and so then watching it i was like do they move seats and then he comes over to say that and i was like huh that's funny <laughs> Most likely she put herself there. Yeah. She was sitting. Most likely. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good line, though. It is a good line. Like, and how did they know it was going to work? I mean, that that's an iconic line. Oh, I don't think they did. It, they I think it was a that. surprise. Yeah. They, they knew the song would carry them home. It, it, it yeah. Didn't matter. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So clearly a movie, I mean, you would, I mean, most people have seen, but you would recommend, uh, but, uh, yeah, like, what age do we think Hallie gets to watch it? Fifteen? I, I, I don't know. This, Thir I think this is thirteen. I don't know. I think this is one of the movies that I don't really want to know when she sees it, or I don't think I need to be in the room when she watches. Why? It. Just because of the dancing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hilarious. <laughs> one last thought about the dancing. I love the characters of the dancing, like. There's the one couple that just stares straight ahead and never like looks at each other. Like never, they just glance in different directions and they never engage with each other. And then there's the ones that like always lean back far and they're just like, but they stay with their one partner and they just, I just think it's funny. So rewatch it. You can like really see these like funny characters that they took on the guy with the hat and he flips it up with his finger. Mm -hmm. I just think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You have any closing thoughts? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. After this discussion, I decided that if I'm ever having a bad day, I'm going to fire up the last scene of Dirty Dancing. Surely the joy of that scene would make for a better day. I'm excited about next week because we are going to cover our first musical on the podcast. 
I'm a huge musical fan, both in movies and the stage. We will be discussing the film adaptation of the Tony and Grammy award-winning musical, Dear Evan Hansen. I already know it's going to be a great podcast because I'm bringing in some of my dearest friends to talk about the movie. Remember, visit MoviesAreLife.com for episodes, reviews, and more. Don't forget to rate this podcast and share episodes with all your friends. And remember, nobody can put this podcast in a corner. Thanks for listening.